This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. If you're looking for a destination for your next vacation, may I recommend Fitzgerald, Georgia. Beautiful this time of year as well. It's just uh, between uh, the Florida state line and Macon. They're uh, just off of I-75. The mayor, Jim Puckett, says the pandemic slowed things down a bit, but uh, the feathers should go on by next week. The feathers for what you ask? Well, that would be the world's largest chicken topiary bed and breakfast. Man, if that doesn't make you want to go to Fitzgerald, Georgia, I don't know what will. Crews have laid 19 tons of steel. Plus, they now have eight 200-gallon water tanks on board. And those are going to filter through the greenery and the fish tank that's going to sit below the chicken to help fertilize the plants. The mayor said, I built this chicken for people to get off of old I-75 and drive 20 minutes to Fitzgerald, Georgia. That is fantastic for the world's largest chicken topiary bed and breakfast. Now, where did they get the money from? Well, it came from the Splost dollars. You know, those special purpose local option sales tax dollars that are just slush funds for cities now that's you know some of that money was set aside for tourism of course it was the initial budget was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars they've already spent more than that so they went ahead and passed another sploshed (laughs) bill that's giving them more money with their special line item for tourism so it's going to start feeding city birds they're 62 foot high Chicken topiary is going to be a sight to behold. It should be open uh, by the end of this year, but you can go and see it uh, you know, under construction right now. It's the largest chicken in the world. And I will tell you this right now, okay? It's not a bush, and it's not a chicken bush. It's a chicken topiary, okay? <laughs> it's going to be beautifully sculpted. Now, I, just if you, as a side note, if you're not sure what a topiary is, it's the practice of clipping shrubs or trees into ornamental shapes. And uh, that's, of course, with the help of, uh, you know, 19 tons of steel. Man, I can't wait for the billboards. I can't wait for the billboards. Exit now for the world's largest chicken topiary bed and breakfast, Fitzgerald, Georgia, 20 miles to the west. Actually, it'd be to the east. Well, yeah, 20 miles to the east from I-75. So, enjoy. It sounds like a fun, fun place to go. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. As you know, no one supports zoos more than this program and myself, uh, Jeff Fisher and Chewing the Fat. So I was reading an article about uh, zoos uh, the other day, and I wanted to share some information with you because it's uh, very important information. 
There are over 10,000 zoos in the world. 2,400, over 2,400 in America. Now, where was the first zoo in the United States? The Philadelphia Zoo is considered the first zoo in America, but it's not the oldest zoo. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, According to oldest.org, the oldest zoo in America is the Central Park Zoo in New York City, which opened in 1864 with uh, 150 species of animals. Now, the Philadelphia Zoo opened in 1874, 10 years later, 42 acres. It's got around 1,700 animals and over 340 species. However, they still consider themselves first zoo in America because the charter for the zoo was signed in 1859. (laughs) But then that little Civil War thing happened and kind of slowed down the opening of the zoo. So congratulations to the zoo. The Philadelphia Zoo states that they had the first successful orangutan and chimpanzee births in the United States, first zoo to build an on-site animal care center in the world, developed the first specially formulated foods for zoo animals, and opened the first children's zoo in America. Okay. So then I was looking at, well, what are the oldest zoos? I mean, you got the Central Park Zoo uh, in 1864. You got the Lincoln Park Zoo in 1868. Roger Williams Park Zoo opened in 1872. Guess, uh, you know, the Civil War didn't slow down the old Lincoln Park Zoo in 1868. Philadelphia Zoo, Cincinnati and Botanical Garden, Buffalo Zoo, Bingham Zoo at Ross Park, Maryland Zoo in Baltimore, Cleveland Metro Park Zoo, and the Oregon Zoo. They all opened in the 1800s. Uh, the, the latest one, of course, the Oregon Zoo, opened in 1888. As I said. No one supports zoos more than this program and chewing the fat. Speaking of zoos, I cannot wait until this cat breaks out of the zoo. Uh, the Utah Zoo has now a new uh, cat, a small cat, a black-footed cat, one of the most dangerous cats on the planet, uh, Gaia, uh, at its zoo. It's a, it's a species native to Africa uh, at the Utah's Hogel Zoo. I think that's how you pronounce it. H-O-G-L-E Zoo in uh, Utah. And uh, it's going to be awesome because this black-footed cat is, uh, you, know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's cute as far as black-footed cats go. But it, it will eat anything. It's not picky about the diet. Rodents, insects, plucks birds out of the air. And they've also been known to kill adult hares, rabbits, uh, they're slightly smaller and slower, but uh, they're a lot smarter. And she also, according to according to one documentary, uh, the black-footed cat, super cats, uh, she finds anything that moves is a potential meal. So I can't wait until that is roaming around uh, Utah outside of the zoo. People will be on alert. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, as you heard, Keith was chuckling in the background. And he thinks he has some sort of factual update yeah, yeah, about yeah. Uh, my list of the oldest zoos in America. Yeah, I, I do. So I was listening and you're not on yet. Yeah, I, I, you're uh, not on yet. So he thinks he has some factual uh, issue with my oldest well, yeah. zoos in America. Yeah, issues issues a fair word here because you were going through and you were talking about uh, zoos in America. They were interrupted by the Civil War. Well, Central Park Zoo, mm-hmm. but Philadelphia Zoo mm-hmm. opened in 1874, but it was uh, okay. ratified to open a lot earlier. Yeah. But it was paused because of the Civil right. War. And then you made the remark, and I would encourage people uh, that I know that everyone in your audience listens to your show five, six, seven times <laughs> each episode. So go back on this one your second time through, and I believe you made the statement that, well, the Civil War didn't slow down the, the Lincoln, Lincoln Zoo Park in zoo. 1868. And I, and I have a couple of things I'd like to point out. Um, okay. Well, um, number one, the Civil War had ended by 1868. In Lincoln? And then it was likely Lincoln Park, I'm going to guess, I haven't Googled this, <laughs> was probably <laughs> named after Abraham Lincoln, who, if you will recall, his death came near the very end of said Civil War. So, of course, the Lincoln Park Zoo in 1868 not affected by the Civil War itself, considering that the facts show it came into existence afterward. That's all. Oh, he's he's Googling Lincoln Park Zoo. I want to know so bad what it was, it was named, named after. after. It was named after Bo Lincoln. Bullcrap. The man from no! Lincoln Park, Chicago. No! No. Bo Lincoln, shut up. No, I'm going to look this up too, because I don't believe a word you say. Lincoln Park Zoo named after... Hold on. Bo Lincoln. <laughs> it doesn't say. Of course, because everyone knows anything named after Lincoln <laughs> is named after <laughs> the Lincoln. Uh, by the way, uh, <laughs> it's, it's in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, it's not in... It, no. it doesn't matter where it is. He was the president <laughs> of the entire nation, bro. <laughs> and <laughs> now you know. <laughs> The rest of the story. Well, I mean, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored. I have. I don't need Chris the introduction. Cruz. I don't need. I, have Keith I don't. Yeah, hey, still I here. don't need the introduction. <laughs> I was walking to my car. Uh huh. And I got an email. What was the story that Pat was talking about? Duolingo laid off ten yeah. percent of their workforce because of AI. Yeah. Because of AI. Right. Bullshit. Okay. Because I just got an email. Urgent. Protect your data. We got hacked. We detected your password has been exposed in a data breach in another platform. So oh. your your contention is, is that who got really, hacked? The company got hacked. The Blaze got hacked. Pat was hacked. Duolingo got hacked, and they try to say, "Oh, we just laid them off. We just off off ramp off ramped them. them or something, right? Off ramp offloaded offloaded them." Offboarded bullcrap. Hmm. What happened is they're okay. trying to bury the they them getting uh, hacked, and my password now is out there. 
That's what I'm pissed about. What is your password? And do you use it across all platforms? I do. Oh, boy. It's a combination of baby, okay. my kid's name. I didn't think he was actually going to answer this. My year of where I was born, exclamation point, hashtag. But you have to figure it out. Why do I feel like this actually <laughs> is his password? 100% it's his password. 100%. He's not telling you anything. No, I'm not telling you anything. You can't figure it out. Now, how do I write baby? Baby. How do I write yeah. the name's kids? Right. How many exclamation points and how many numbers do I use yeah, to replace the letters? Know. You don't you know. Don't know. I'm confused <laughs> at why you're so upset about this. Because yeah. that yeah. means I have to change my one password that I used for all my stuff and think oh, of a new company. that's com- the company. Yes. Got it. Or, and or I use you- Duolingo. Right. I'm trying to learn another s- language. English? Oh, he's leaving now. He said, I made him mad. All right. I, I guess mean, I'll leave too. He believes he can talk English. I, I I would leave right now as well, but I don't want him to think that I'm chasing him down to make him feel better about himself. Now you can do that. Okay. See ya. Have a good day. All right. Well, while I'm waiting for them to get out of here, uh, we might as well do uh, an eye on the lotto. A uh, look at the lotto. I'll tell you that uh, no one won the Mega Millions last night, so we're going to 187 million dollars with a 91.0 cash uh, million dollar cash payout drawing uh, coming up on Friday, uh, the 12th of January. If you're listening live, today is the 10th of January, 2024, and the Powerball drawing that is tonight. Uh, is uh, worth $60 million, $29.7 million cash payout. So while you're going through the winter vortex storm, vortex, vortex, vortex storm that's going on around the country for the next few days, uh, you can uh, at least keep your eye on Lotto and maybe quite possibly win either $187 million or... Sixty million dollars. That would make you feel all warm inside. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <sighs> Today, I mentioned is the tenth of January, twenty twenty-four. If you're listening live, it's the twenty-fifth anniversary. When HBO launched The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. A chosen one. Born under a bad sound, baby, with a blue moon in your eyes. Right and wrong. Born under a bad sound, baby, with a blue moon in your eyes. Ah, this hole open. Yeah. 
I mean, iconic. Iconic from a band called Alabama 3. When it first came out, I remember um, them being called A3. Their real name was Alabama 3, but they changed it. They called themselves A3 so that they wouldn't uh, get sued by the uh, country music uh, religious group Alabama. And uh, so they're just A3. But uh, the, the original song was not meant specifically for the sopranos that's just the music that they chose and it's the iconic open for the sopranos of all time uh 25 years uh a 25 years anniversary james gandolfini of course you know passed away in 2013 uh paulie walnuts uh tony sirico he died in uh, 2022 uh very sad so uh warner brothers and HBO Max are celebrating the 25th anniversary of The Sopranos, and they're going to have all kinds of events uh, surrounding the franchise. HBO's launched a new official Sopranos TikTok account for the series, featuring uh, 25 second recaps of all the shows, 86 episodes. Now, I went. I don't have a TikTok account, uh, but I know people that do. And so I went to the TikTok uh, account and looked, and they've already posted, I think, I don't know, a dozen or so. They're posting him uh, each episode, 25 seconds. It's pretty fast. It's funny. Uh, It's funny. So they're going to do that, apparently, with all 86 episodes. Really good. Uh, The Warner Brothers Max is going to release never-before-seen deleted footage and expanded access to behind-the-scenes content with the new uh, in-app 20 Sopranos 25th anniversary collection for the show. Uh, I, I can't, I honestly, I am looking forward to seeing those. I hope that they put those up on HBO and Max. That's the same thing, Jeff. Yeah, I know. I hope they put that up on Max uh, so that I can see them. It's just awesome. I do go back. There's a couple of episodes that are my favorite Um Sopranos episodes and I go back and watch them it's just amazing they're having a big reunion um I think today the big reunion takes place at and fan screening at Alamo Draft House so if you get to there you'll be able to you know take care of that 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 would might actually be fun um so it can you know just nice to think about the Sopranos all over again pretty incredible I was reading about uh A3 because I remember playing you know 25 years ago i was in uh tampa florida uh, i remember talking about the sopranos because well that's when we first started with glenn at wfla the mothership we had just started working with, with each other and we still don't like each other now but we definitely didn't like each other then and uh i can remember playing the theme song for the sopranos and you know obviously talking about the show each week uh, and it was, uh, it was really it was, it was a different time, a different time in America, 25 years ago, but, uh, awesome stuff that, uh, the Sopranos is still alive and well, uh, today. And uh, it's going to make me you know, watch a couple of those episodes uh, again, or maybe just go back and start it from the very beginning all over again. And just enjoy the entire series of The Sopranos. What about the ending, Jeff? I know. I know. I got it. I understand. I do. But, uh, you know, it's still still an iconic show. And uh, it's really awesome. The, the band, A3, <laughs> uh, I know. Sadly, I was reading about them as well uh, last night. 
because I was thinking about, weren't they A3? Yeah, they were called Alabama 3. They're a British musical group. Um, they're obviously they're best they're best known for their track "Woke Up This Morning." Uh, yeah, and I don't know who it was that chose that song. I don't know if it was Chase, the guy who created the Sopranos, David Chase, right? David Chase, I think that's his name that created the Sopranos. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if he chose it, or you know, I don't know if someone was surrounded with this show or the inner circle when they were creating the show chose it. But whoever did made the right move. Uh, they turned it into an iconic show open, especially with the footage. He's driving through New York and New Jersey. If you've ever worked up there, I mean, I just remember seeing all those, you know, when we worked, uh, when I worked in Manhattan, you know, I lived in, in, uh, in Pennsylvania, took the train every day, blah, blah, you know the story. But you see all those sites, and you drive around New Jersey and, you, and New York, and you see all those sites that are in the open, and it I mean, it brings back memories of the Northeast. And that's, you know, that's the Sopranos. Hello. So uh, they, the band, A3, is what I was actually talking about. They, for, they formed initially under the name the First Presbyterian Church of Elvis the Divine. So probably a good move to go to Alabama 3. But they, you know, to avoid any legal conflict... We just go ahead and call ourselves A3 now. So just amazing that we are 25, ye- 25 years since the beginning of the HBO classic, The Sopranos. I don't know if I'll play the whole thing, but I might. A chosen one. James Gandolfini, I mean, I'm sorry, Tony Soprano, uh, driving with the cigar. Awesome, man. Right and wrong. Good, baby. I'm I'm just going to let it play. Driving through the neighborhoods, man. Going to the, you know, where he lives, which is not the neighborhood. And the Sopranos logo with the R being a gun. I mean, just classic. So anyway, happy anniversary to the Sopranos. Oh, and speaking of uh, Warner Brothers, I see where uh, Tom Cruise... Yes, the Tom Cruise has uh, signed a deal, a partnership with Warner Brothers Discovery to jointly develop and produce films starring uh, Tom himself. So I don't think Tom is going to make a deal. Oh, you know, let's all make some movies with some other people. 
I mean, I'm Tom Cruise. Why am I going to make movies with other people? I'm going to make movies with me. So <laughs> I did not see what kind of financial arrangement was made between Warner Brothers Discovery and Tom Cruise, but I'm guessing it's not too terrible. I mean, Tom's movies have earned what? I don't know. 13, 14 billion dollars worldwide. So whatever Tom decides to do, I'm sure is going to be a successful. You know, also, I was reading about Kathy Griffin. You know her, you love her. And uh, she. the story is about Kathy Griffin getting support from Jane Fonda, who, oh my gosh, Jane Fonda, still alive and kicking, I know. But the story is about how she's getting help from Jane Fonda because she needs support because she got divorced. Okay, so Kathy Griffin got divorced from her husband, a guy by the name of Randy Bick, 63-year-old actress and comedian revealed on social media that she'd been leading on gal pals, including Jane Fonda, who is now 86. And uh, my girlfriends are going to get me through this. Um, Yeah, she had a picture of her and uh, Jane. And last night I had to use that bad phone. my heart is broken i can't sleep i can't eat come on over kid said jane i'll make you something you'll eat and i'll listen and that's special now i don't know about you but when i first saw this headline the headline is kathy griffin turns to friend jane fonda for support amid divorce my heart is broken that's the headline from people i thought kathy griffin is married there really is Someone for everyone, I guess. Well, at least for a short period of time until I'm sure it was her. I'm sure she was the one that wanted to end the relationship and she's still heartbroken and devastated, but it was her. She just had to, she just had to get rid of hubby because I'm sure he wouldn't want to leave that ever. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I guess now that Kathy Griffin is, uh, you know, going to be divorced soon as her and her husband are breaking up, uh, that uh, she's going to be, you know, looking to be sliding right or left on Tinder and uh, you'll be able to uh, look for Kathy on a dating app. But you will not find, you will not find Kathy Griffin on the never married dating site. Okay. I will tell you that right now because there is a site now it's a dating well it's an app as well but a website never married dating never married dating.com and uh, i have the man who's in charge jacob joseph 
Joining me here on Chewing the Fat today, Jacob, you're not going to allow Kathy Griffin on, right? I mean, she's already married. She's divorced. She's out. Have a nice day. This is for people that have never been married, right? Yeah, never married dating is uh, is catered to those folks um, <laughs> that have never been married. <laughs> now, is there the the numbers for that of people that have never been married are pretty remarkably higher than you would think? Yes, they are. You never guess how high how high they are. Um, I think you want to take a guess at it, Jeffy, or just want to get the answer. Well, I do know the answer already. Okay, I could take okay, a guess, yeah. but I'd be lying because I already do know the answer. Okay. So oh, I'll, you know what? I'll take a guess. Never mind. I'll, I'll guess. Ninety-nine percent. Oh wow, that's really high. It's a little bit too high. <laughs> oh no, darn! It's too many. Oh okay. All right. Yeah, no, my original my original plan was that uh, I mean you'd be surprised that it's so high. So I'm guessing what ten percent of the people have never been married. Uh, no, a little bit higher. Oh low. okay, awesome, awesome. <laughs> What's the number? Go ahead. Okay, here, here's the official number. It's 25% of everybody over 40. This is just in the United States that has never been married. So we're at 25% of what, the population. 25% of the population have never been married. That's right. That's right. So, but they still, I mean, we still need to look for love, right? Yes. Now, everybody needs to. Well, especially for Valentine's Day coming up, it's it's you know it's it's going to be the biggest one of the biggest days in the United States for uh, for dinners and love and it flowers always, and chocolate. Yeah, I mean it always is, right? And if you're look, if you're if you've never been married, you can feel lonely. Yes, and it's 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 can get depressed. People get depressed if they're not if they're single. Um, so, so, what uh, with the advent of dating sites, uh, you know, being pretty prominent in uh, everyone's lives these days or everyone that's single um that's uh i guess it's uh, refreshing to people who have never been married that they're actually looking for people other humans that have never been married uh because i would i would guess uh you know with the divorce rate being as high as it is uh that uh people struggle with that mm-hmm. yes they do um adults who have never been married are uh, very likely to be on a dating site. The stats say that I'm going to guess how many people that have never been married. <laughs> Don't make me guess. Don't make me guess. Just give me the numbers. Okay, okay. It's 52%. So we're going to 52% of adults who have never been married use dating sites. So wow. uh, it's very high. It's 52%. So if I go to neverMarrieddating.com, which is your obvious website, uh, nevermarrieddating.com. And I fill out the information saying, you know, I, I am, uh, you know, my age. Can I lie about my age, by the way? And uh, birthday uh, and email address. Um, then then what? Then what happens? Do I, do I get flooded with a bunch of never married people saying, I'm over here, look at me? Well, you get to register, and it's it's free to register, and you can start searching. Um, there's many people on there, and you can you can send them winks, and um, then you can get if you find somebody you really like, you can start sending emails on the website. So you don't have to you don't have to give them your personal email address or your phone number. You can just do it all on the on the app on the Amazon App Store or directly on our website. Okay, so the app, the app is the app similar to uh, you know we've made jokes uh, about uh, you know the Tinder app, but you know people 
post their pictures and their info on this app and then people look at their picture and either swipe left or right and if you swipe right then that means it comes back around and it's in your you know it's in your favorites and you guys can uh, see if you can match up so with the never married dating app how does that work is there is there photos uh where i decide oh yeah i can i'd like to talk some more to that single never married person or do i the app is uh, basically a, it's a pretty much a print copy of the of the website okay. and uh, it helps people for it's 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 monetized and it actually helps it's synced up for people's phones so it actually works better on people's smartphones on the Android apps uh, on the Amazon we're on the Amazon App Store so that's why we put the app out there um, we put it out last year so because of trying to help people that use smartphones so yeah, it works yeah really of course. Good on the yeah, yeah, of course. So, how's it going? What I mean, are we finding that uh, we're being uh, as successful as you had hoped, more successful than you had hoped, less successful as than you have hoped? I would say more successful. We have a good, good number answer. of people on there at the, all across the United States and uh, some from uh, over in Europe as too. Okay, well. so you're breaking it. You're, you're global as well. Never Mary yeah. Dating App is global. Yes, it's global. That's the way the internet works, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what countries are all involved? I mean, do I does the does can I from the U.S. see people outside of the U.S. or is it just United States? You can you can just search by country or state. Okay. Uh, we have. So you can go, say you live in Florida or California, you can just search by the state that you're in. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, it's very simple to uh, log on. So if you are part of the never married world and you are looking to date and you want to find someone that has never been married like you. Now, that's a good question. All right, so now everybody on the site has to be never married? No, we we don't uh, discriminate against anybody. We we kind of we kind of have a niche. This is a, this is the world's first niche. There's actually no dating sites that were created for never marry people. So we ask you, um, we're not discriminating against anybody, but we it's kind of like a niche for never married folks okay. to go on there because there's so many that never been married. We're not going to discriminate against people that are, that haven't been married, but we try to. It's it's designed for those folks that are never been married, but you can register on there. It just tells you single, never married, or divorced, or widowed. There's a lot of folks that are widowed now. You'll be surprised. Unless on the websites now, a lot of the people lost their husband or and their wife. Right. So, yeah. Right. So, but we prefer. Okay, this is the okay. deal. We prefer that uh, you be never married. But you know, you're going to go ahead and sign up if you've been married before. So just go ahead and do it. But feel bad about it. Damn it. We want we want never married people. So go to nevermarrieddating.com. Nevermarrieddating.com. How much is it going to cost me to uh, you know, come on your site? It's free to become a member. And it's looking about if you to join, to receive the messages, once you get a message from somebody, it's it's about 35 to 40 dollars a month. That's about average price to read your emails. Okay, so you can communicate with other people uh, after you uh, subscribe to the site or the app, uh, but it's right. free to join. That's awesome. All right, Jacob, uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you, and uh, you know it's a it's a good thing. It's a good thing, even though you know you are kind of discriminating against the people that uh, 
you know, I've already been married, but that's okay. Uh, NeverMarriedDating.com, NeverMarriedDating.com. Jacob Joseph, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Jeffy. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody, all your listeners. Thank you. Appreciate it. died today who died today well uh the cleaning oh it's not the cleaning lady the show was just cleaning lady and x-men actor adan canto has died at the age of 42 uh adan canto you would know uh if you saw him he's that guy uh dead at 42 uh rest in peace now before you start going down your little road of uh, oh there you go 42 he was battling appendiceal cancer. I think that's how you pronounce it. Appendiceal cancer. You know, the uh, cancer of the, uh, the append- insides, the innards. That's what it should be called, innards cancer. And uh, that does not sound fun. I do not want, I do not wish that on anyone. What's that? Appendiceal. Yeah, that's what I said. Appendiceal cancer. Appendiceal. I got it. Okay, it's appendiceal cancer. Thank you. I don't wish that on anyone. Uh, again, it should be called innards cancer, though. Uh, it was just me. They didn't ask me, but uh, very sad. Uh, dead at the age of 42. And yeah, sure, yeah, you could have been helped along with what you're thinking, but probably not. So it would have said that in the story. Okay, so why don't you just not worry about it? Also, who died today? Franz Beckenbauer. I knew Franz Beckenbauer, dead at the age of 78. Don't look at me like, who's Franz Beckenbauer? He's a World Cup winner with West Germany as a player and a coach, regarded as one of the greatest footballers of all time. Okay? You know, the soccer footballers. Uh, Franz Beckenbauer, dead at the age of 78. That's a couple big soccer time, big time uh, soccer players in the last couple of days. So they're dropping. Some of the some of the superstars of the sport are uh, are busy dropping over at uh, very young ages, spry ages of 78. And yesterday, I think the guy was in his 90s. So uh, you never know. You never know when it's going to happen. Because one minute you're walking along singing a song and the next minute it's over so now we have uh also we got news about the death of Sinead o'connor uh, she's already been in the who died today segment uh when she passed away in uh, july at the age of 56 and she was found dead unresponsive in her home in london pronounced dead at the scene yeah, that's what happened. Okay, it didn't say what what the that that's why. All right, so now uh, they are telling us that she died of natural causes. So there, there, yeah, it can't be that. Then can it? No, it can't because if it was that, they would have said that. Instead, they're letting us know that it was natural causes. So. It's not that. Am I right? Yeah. I know. I know I am. All right, let's get out of here. I've had enough today. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, I'm going to leave you with, uh, got to leave you with at least uh, 
you know, a couple of jokes or one joke of the day. Uh, wife got so mad at her husband. She packed his bags and told him to get the hell out. As he walked to the door, she yelled, and I hope you die a long, slow, and very painful death. That's when he turned around and said, so you want me to stay? Yeah, we'll just leave it there. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.